They couldn't even. They, they they lost against Cardiff on the final day at home in front of their home fans. You know what I mean? I think if they get if they manage to get rid of Pogba this window, I think a lot of their problems disappear. And the noise I don't think making, the noise he's been making, Dave. He's he's. I don't think they get. I don't. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be there. I think it's obvious he doesn't want to be there. It's Juventus or. or most likely Madrid. Yeah, Madrid. Did, did, did you see? Did you see the article in the paper yesterday about him? Um, he's gone back to his religion again. He's back praying with. His, uh, to me, that screamed of a man who's saying to potential clubs, "Look, I'm a reform. I know I fucked about like for a couple of seasons here, I made a complete fucking dick of myself. But here I'm back, and I, I, I want to be taken seriously again." He's gonna go to Madrid. Zinedine Zidane, France legend, Real Madrid. Manager, he has, he's, you know, got a war chest. He can spend what he wants, and Pogba is going to be the number one man on his on his list. And he's going yeah. to it, and he'll probably do well for them. He'll probably do really well for them. But I don't think it solves any United's problems. I think yes, they get they get rid of an unruly player and a, a prima donna. But they've got a hundred, what, a hundred million, a hundred and fifty million quid to do what with? What are they going to do? They're going to fucking. Bunking up the wall and buy like absolute misfits again, probably. Well, this we is all, the other thing. We used to talk about the value, you know, of attraction of Champions League. You know, and it used to be a big thing, but today, so today it's everything. But say they tell, sell Pogba for a hundred and twenty million pound or whatever he would be, maybe more. Do they give that money to Solskjaer to spend this summer? Yeah, they do. And if no, they well, give, no, 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 Woodward spends it. And if, they if, still they still haven't hired a director of football for some reason. Exactly. So Woodward's Rio's, Rio's on uh, Rio is on standby, by the way. And they, and they, and so they, do, they do all this with Solskjaer's manager, so there's no philosophy. So who the fuck do they buy? They, you know, there's no Champions League. They've got a load of money, so every club is putting putting the price up of every player. So I think that actually could be a perfect storm for them in a way. If they do sell Pogba for a big load of money. Then you know, I think it just fucks them up even more because they've got no answers. They seem at the moment to be a club that is completely, you know, jumping in there. He's he's gonna be, you know, he spent. He, what experience does he have? Spent the last fucking ten years, what eight years in the media. It 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 honestly it beggars belief. I, don't get me wrong, I'm fucking I'm absolutely delighted at the state of affairs there. I, I genuinely don't believe Manchester United will finish top six next year. I genuinely don't believe they'll finish top six. I'll buy into They're, that 100%. Honestly, honestly, I think, you know, we don't, we're, we're not even getting into the, the issue around the fact that the signing of Sanchez, which essentially was a dick measure on contest for Woodward against City, has completely fucked up their wage structure. Ooh. I think that if Sanchez right. hasn't signed, I think De Gea has signed the contract he's offered. I think Herrera signs the contract he gets offered. But they're looking over at them going, look at that fucking arsehole there getting paid £550,000 a week or whatever. And I'm getting well, this. I believe I'm the press, Dave, uh, Oblak is, is, is possibly going there. He said he, he, he wouldn't mind a move there. I, it, that makes absolutely zero sense. You know, of course it makes no you've sense. You've got David De Gea, who I would rate higher from what I've seen of him. I've seen a lot more of De Gea, to be honest. You know, he's, he's in a bit of ropey form at the minute. Fuck, every player goes through a down, a down phase. But you know what you're getting with De Gea. You know, if he'll come, he will come back. Yeah, I think, I might, might be right, Dave, but if he's not signing a new contract, and the, th- the thing that is, the thing for me is, there's no market for him out there. 
maybe, maybe Juventus, but his stock in Madrid is rock bottom. He's, he's Kepa's getting in ahead of him for, for or sorry, stock in Spain's rock, rock bottom. PSG, and, mate. PSG always creates a market. Well, maybe so, but, you know, I, I, just, I just don't see it right now. I, I, I genuinely don't see it. And the other thing around United is, for, for many, many, many a year, United were in the top two or three clubs the players wanted to sign for. And now you're looking at maybe... Top 10. Top 10, maybe. Just about top 10, maybe. Maybe just outside the top 10. And there's, a, there's another one there too. They're, they're looking to offload Lukaku and, and Conte wants him at Inter. But I think I'd be a really. I think he'd be fucking brilliant in Italy. You know, I think Lukaku would do the business for him. He could suit. What would be ideal for me is a Cardi goes the other way to Manchester United because that's just the fucking. That would that would be the. Can, can I go September then for Ali out if a Cardi goes? Oh, honestly, <laughs> I'll wind it back a month. <laughs> that would be the touch paper that lights the fucking bomb in that dressing room. I I just I just don't think it it comes. You know, not to go back then, but it, it doesn't come down to the manager. For the players, it comes down to the in the club, and they're gonna to have to gut it like we've gutted it, and it's taken us a decade to gut it. You know? Yeah, we needed new owner, we needed new owners to gut it, but chief, yeah, these we, owners have these these owners have gradually worked this club into this mess, and they've also ground the support <laughs> down as well, Dave, o- o- over those years. Um, you I'm know, not fucking big, surprised. I no, but there used to be the, there used to be big week. protests against them. You know, there was there was they were they were wearing Norwich colors. For yeah, there's, sake, a, there's a sense and of apathy all, around it now, isn't there? Yeah, and and all that protest, it's, it's, it's almost resignation. Yeah, and that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. I mean, they could they could they haven't close to making the top four next year. So where where's next for them? How do they suddenly make that jump? It's going to take them a long time because they've got serious serious questions to ask of themselves. They do need new owners. The fans do need, and, and it won't, you know, if they continually start, you know, keep drifting, then, you know, fans will get up in arms because they are a big club, of course. So that'll be the, that'll be the tipping point when that happens and the fans finally force a sale or force change from the owners. You know, the real winners be, out of all of this are, are Tottenham. Because you know they're not going to have a huge amount of money to invest. Clearly, with with the stadium, like a stadium's fucking beautiful. There's no no two ways about. It. I, I am deeply envious of that stadium. It's beautiful, state of the art. But that's going to hinder them for a little while. But the fact that Arsenal, Chelsea, and United are in such fucking disarray, it, it's it, Tottenham are are the winners here because they're they're nearly sort of they can tick over and still get top four and and you know service that that stadium, get the get the price down, and then compete. You know, a bit like Arsenal are. You know, they they came back in after the Emirates. They were able to spend big in Obama Yang and Lacazette, that kind of thing. You know, they, they came back. It hadn't really worked out for them. They needed a lot more than that. But I think Tottenham will be the will be the winners out of the window by doing nothing. I think we're with. I think we're the winners at the minute. Yeah. I think well, I'm, putting, I think, I'm putting us and City in a bracket above. What, yeah, well, well, I think I think this is the thing. I think City have been so good. They they've driven us to another level, and it's. It's coincided with a time when the other three teams that used to be fighting at the top, United, Chelsea and, and Arsenal, it used to be those three every year, don't forget. And they're all in a fucking sorry state of affairs. They're way, way off the pace. Spurs, who knows how much money they're going to be able to invest this summer with the stadium, you're right. Um, who knows how long Pochettino's going to be there for. Um, they seem in a little bit of a state of flux right now. 
Um, score between 74 and 77 points. <laughs> you, you, you could be right. That's generally what they do. Um, it's generally what they do. And I think with, I think, I, I think Pep will do one more year. I think he'll leave a brilliant squad behind him, but you know, it, it's, you know, I saw somebody say today, Dave, and, 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 and it spiked my interest. Pellegrini had a great squad as well, but he never really utilized them. What, what Pep gets out of them. Um, it's like Klopp. It's like the Klopp effect. Klopp gets an extra 10, 15% out of every player. He improves every player. Pep does exactly the same thing. And Listen. whoever takes over, whoever takes over from there, uh, City, I don't see City being anywhere near the success uh, that they have at the minute under Pep. No matter who what, they buy, they can buy I Messi. Yeah, I don't care what squad you leave there. Um, you know, nobody's got close to 100 points with Barcelona since since Guardiola left. Tito or Tito Villanova, maybe, but you know, you know, we we know what happened there. It was really sad, but. From that point on, like listen, Mickey wasn't getting wasn't getting close to hundred points or over hundred points. Um Valverde's so getting nowhere near it. Um Baron the same since he left. And if you bring in somebody in at City next year or the year after, if they're getting eighty five points, they're they're fucking doing brilliantly, if you ask me. So at this point in time, and this comes into what we're talking about earlier on with, with the type of player that, that we're buying at the minute, where it is that 23, 24, 25 year old, these players maybe two, three years away from reaching their peak. This squad of players, the average age, I think is around 26, is probably going to reach its peak in two, three years' time. And if we keep investing one or two of those types of age of players from this point forward, you could actually literally see a period of domination for five, six, seven years. And well, Dave, I, I put us favourites at the minute. In my opinion, we are favourites for the league next year. I think that Champions League will conk, just cement in our minds that, that, that we can do it. You, you know what I mean? Those draws that, that we, we laboured to uh, mid-season will no longer be draws. We're fucking champions of Europe. The tail's up. We've won something. You've proved yourself. And I think that, you know, that, that proof of the pudding is just the difference. City have been there, done it. They're looking on three in the bounce. Fucking, that's a, that's a hard... Big, difficult ass to be in the fucking place, even for Guardiola, even for that squad. Uh, I think it's good. And, you know, Fernandinho, if he if he stays, it'll be his last season. And he's another player that's played a lot of football from a very, very young age. And, you know, we saw it, we watched it with Gerard just go off the cliff. Um, couldn't believe our eyes just how he nosedived. And if Fernandinho manages a couple of months of the season and does that, you know, especially when teams are, are fighting for points, you know, the tail end of the season where, where teams are rolling over, they're safe and whatnot. It, it could be a, it could be very difficult for them to, to get a third. It it could it could be. Um I would still I would still make them them slight favourites. But I think I'd Chief, you you'll be able to maybe weigh in on this better than, than either of us will, but I think from Klopp's history, pretty much right the way throughout his managerial career, when he's when he's missed out on something, generally the next year or the next opportunity has to rectify that situation or exercise the demons or whatever he's done it. We we saw it with the Champions League final. You know, you saw that that watershed moment after Spurs um, and they hammered us four one and we kicked on and. Dortmund, I think, was he close to the league title before before he won it? And then I think didn't he miss out twice with Mines closer and closer every time for 
and and came back. Missed out in promotion on the on the last day of the season twice um, for being in the automatic promotion places going into the thing. So just having a bad last day, basically, and the other teams around them winning. And uh, and I think it was the second the second time he missed out. I think it was a goal difference, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very slight. So I mean that is that is his nature. I mean that is has been a part of his career the whole way, and it, we he's shown it at Liverpool as well. You know we come back stronger every time we get a knock, and I you know psychologically I would you know I would say you'd have to put his joint favourites, wouldn't you? I mean ninety eight ninety seven we're the Champions League winners, the 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 league was essentially decided by eleven millimeters, you know, um, in January so. You'd have to make us join favourites, wouldn't you? And I just, you know, you just wonder, can Pep get the same out of City this season again? You referenced a company point earlier. That's that's huge. Just in the dressing room, just being around the club, like, just, you know, that that's massive. And, you know, he's never really been happy with any of his other centre-halves. Well, Laporte now, I guess. Laporte, but, yes, Laporte but you're is- right. They've but, made so uh, many. Mis- they've made so many mistakes in that position, and like very, very expensive mistakes. Yeah, and Laporte can't play there on his own. Are you, if you if you're telling me John Stones is playing 37 Premier League games, I'm telling you, City are going to concede many more goals than they did this season. Like, I think. Is, isn't it interesting right. that that they're not one of the teams really touted for the lit? You know, to go back to our original starting point here, like you know, I because with the company going and whatnot, it, it you would have thought makes that perfect been sense. Enough. Right. You would have thought that was a natural fit, but they've not yeah, been. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Dave. Or is, or is, uh, and then my other point that they have to be fucking super careful. The, the numbers that we're talking about here with the lit might not be something that they can be a, can afford. They can afford financially, but can they afford uh, cosmetically? Yeah, it's a good point because they're under serious investigation, aren't they? There was talk that UEFA wanted to try and ban them from the Champions League and stuff. So, you know, maybe they think, but but I think it's a risk. You know, you're going in there next season. You, you Laporte can't play there on his own. You've got Stones, Otamendi. They've been in and out. Guardiola's not sure on either. So they they probably have to be in the market for centre back, don't they? Do, do you know, I, I actually I have talked to Harry Maguire over the lit. That, that, for for City, that makes no sense. Sorry, Dave, I bought it in. No, I, no, it was. It's just that it's. It seems I don't know why we haven't thought of it because it seems so obvious. You know, co- company plays. Company plays so many games at the back end of last season when the pressure's really on, and it's not because of the footballer he is today. That's not why he's on the pitch. It's because he inspires them. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's. He, he demands ha- of them. He demands he ha- of his team. He has that presence. He has that. He has that Van Dyke like quality, that Gerard, that Roy Keane, Patrick Vieira quality. He just has that. He lifts all the players around him. He makes players around him better just by being there. Um, and he could probably have fucking three red cards in the probably dozen and a half games he played all season. But he gets away he with always, it. Because he's because he's Mr. Nice Guy Vincent Company. And he has you know? that aura, he has that presence. Exactly. And no referee ever sent him. And to be fair, those tackles were because he's so far off the fucking pace of the Premier League. Exactly. To be fair, it's not, there's no malice in it, Dave. He's not that player. Agreed. Is and, and this is the, this. Is, and he he still should have gone. But that that's the point of, and that is literally the point of when a player's legs fall off when they haven't adjusted to 
they haven't adjusted to that drastic change in their body and their reactions and their reflexes yet. Where he thinks I can get that ball, but he can't. In his head, he still thinks he can get it, but his body can't do it anymore. But he hasn't actually come to terms with that yet mentally. So, you know, I think we're all in agreement that that is the area, if City do spend money, that they should be spending. So uh, the the Delit thing makes absolutely no, unless they're the club that's in the background, um, you know, causing causing the problems. But I, I can't see because if they wanted them, just go and get them. You know, like, you would think so. It's it's it's, it's bizarre, and and to see such strong links to Harry Maguire, who's don't get me wrong, decent defender, but he's talking? a cabbage, he's a cart horse. I don't rate him at all. He's a decent defender. He's, he's no Virgil van Dijk. He's a defender. He's a thunk it up in the air. He's a head one in from six yards. He's he's an all-action kind of... Yeah, I would agree with you. Dave if Dunn, you're telling me that Harry Maguire is the type of defender that can defend on the halfway line for a team like Manchester City... I'm not. I'm saying he's a decent defender. I'm saying... He's, I'm not making it out of yeah. world class. But it's, yeah, a, stra- right it's a strange name. Right? It's a strange name for Pep Guardiola to be associated with. I think it's, it's, the point. it's so weird. It's so weird. Like, like, Hull, Hull were a, a rele- relegation fodder team who were camped in their own fucking box for 80% of the time. Uh, Leicester essentially play on the counter-attack. So, you know, they are going to defend quite deep and try and spring with the pace and the youth that they have up front. So, you know, that's natural for him. But, uh, you know, at... Someone who can defend one-on-one scenarios with with you know the likes of Callum Wilson at Bournemouth, you know, up forty yards from his own goal. Someone who can fucking ping the ball about one and two touch. People say he's good with the ball at his feet and he can play it from the back. I'm, I think that's an overrated quality of his. But as far as as far as him being touted as a an elite. A defender who can play for an elite f- footballing team, I think that's fucking mental. Sorry, I, 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 I know I'm a dolphin one a bit there, but I just think no, it's I th- fucking but I nuts. think you're, I think you are right. You know, I, I, I class him as a decent defender, but not for the for, for the for the types of clubs that you know. I could say, like for United right now, he'd be perfect. That's exactly probably what they need, um, and probably the level of what they're going to get, but not for City. No, not for City. Uh, I don't see it. You know, and if he'd been that, you know, there was a lot of hype after the World Cup and whatnot uh, last year around Harry Maguire, but he didn't go anywhere. It's like Harry Kane. You know, they all hype him, but he fucking doesn't go anywhere. If it was really that good, he, he, the two of them wouldn't be at their respective clubs. Yeah, and the other thing there is, it's been long talked about the centre halves are a real premium at the minute. Chief, you mentioned earlier on, the, you know, the, the small pool of, you know, elite footballers about and the demand for them, but. Centre halves have got to be way at the top of that list of almost fucking endangered species at the moment. N- nearly ten and years of it. Dave. That's, that's that's why I said earlier you are going to see this this um, window some not elite level players moving to elite level clubs because so there's not enough of them and the demand is so high at the moment. So I wouldn't be surprised if you saw John fucking Stones went to City. I mean, okay, you can say he was more of a football and centre half. But he's only a football and centre half in the English sense. He's just a crap centre half. Well, he's a football and centre half, and he can do the football and part to a degree, but he he can't defend. No, he can't defend at all. So what is he? A bad centre half or a bad central midfielder? Because he keeps not good enough to play in centre midfield really at a top level, and he's not really good enough to play at top level, elite level at at centre back because he's he's crap at that as well. 
he can't even get listen. He can't even get into the England team. You know that that's that's how bad he is. Harry Maguire's keeping him out. That's why Pep's after him. <laughs> Here, you didn't Maybe notice so. uh, about the, the the Kyle Walker thing whenever Trent and uh, what Gary Neville said. You know, Trent Alexander Arnold can't be ignored. That was, I think that was a compliment through graded teeth. Um, about, then, you know, Martin Ty- then Martin Tyler went on to say that. Martin Tyler, yeah, Martin Tyler went on to ask Gary Neville, but do you think Trent Alexander Arnold can play as a right back in a back four? No, Martin, he can't. He's just done it All season, for the whole season no, he can't do for it. the European champions, but you know, probably not. And got the most assists. Ever. Um, the- <laughs> Mark Tyler is a fucking dinosaur and should be gone. And see when they have... I mean, we're way off topic here. But... <laughs> and why not? <laughs> see, when they have, see when they have Tyler and Neville commentating together, you know, I'd rather fucking boil myself in oil than listen to that, honestly. It's fucking horrendous. And that the British football viewing public are subjected to that week in, week out, game in, game out, to that absolute bollocks drawling, fucking whining propaganda, pro-Man United bullshit. My God, the meltdown's been great, Neil. Come on, it's been it's been tough class. It's been top class comedy. I but I mean, um, yeah, I mean that's but that's what it is. It's comedy that they make so much of it. You know, it's all fucking drama this and drama that, and I don't know. Gary Neville's meltdowns at Man United have been have been amusing. I like that kind of stuff. I'm so fucking sick of hearing Martin Tyler and Gary Neville commentating on Liverpool games. It's like... Yeah, Clive tells you, just do them all. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, you both clearly, clearly hate that team. You're not going to give them any fucking kudos or respect at all, even uh, though they're... But there's a whole lot worse out there, to be fair. I don't know if you've ever done BR football streams, the American one. Oh, fuck. I mean, oh, Jesus. It is an abomination. It is truly an abomination. Uh, these people, you could write their knowledge of football on the back of a postage stamp. It is an abomination. Um, those two, are, it, it, whatever, however badly you think the British public are being treated, Jesus, the Americans, it is, it's it's cringy stuff. It's different, isn't it? I mean, you expect that in the States, you know, that they're not really getting, this, you know, at least in Britain, it's semi, you know, it's very knowledgeable. But the point is, it's so fucking biased. It's unbelievable, like, when the pair of them are just, you know, they're not going to give any credit, and every everything that w- one side does is with gritted teeth, and then this other side, they, like, for how often do they just try and get Man United in? In whatever in whatever way possible, they just try and drop them into the conversation as often as possible. They, they just wreck me. I mean, I'm in Germany, so, and I watch most of it, obviously, you know, I would watch it on Sky or on BT anyway, on, on the VPN and stuff, but and the people always complain about the German commentators and they, they talk some shit. But actually, I'd rather listen to the German commentary because I only understand like three quarters of it anyway and I can put it away. It doesn't piss me off like those two. Well, I, I used to watch the Portuguese here and, you know, they, it's just that they don't have a real grasp on English football. The commentary, they're overexcited bunnies. Like, you know, it's like a fucking three Duracell bunnies fucking commentating on a, on a football match. But I'd much prefer the, the, the stuff. For, I'm, I'm actually doing the same for next season. I'm, I've nabbed my sister's uh, subscriptions and getting a VPN to, to, to do them because I just, uh, uh, I just, I can't be doing BR football. It just, I mean, it fucking winds me up no end. Uh, and it's just commercial break after commercial break after It's It's horrendous stuff. Yeah, I can imagine that. Like, that'd, be, that'd be pretty bad. 
Right, so here, back to the Reds, right? Right, we'll finish up with the Reds. because Champions of England, 1919-1920. Or, oh, fuck, 1990. 2019-20. <laughs> uh, something right. like that. <laughs> so what do you want and who do you want? in realistic terms well I go first sure and get it done I want I'd, I would like to, to go and sign Delict I would also like to sign um, <clears throat> some kind of left back cover somebody somebody half decent but I'm not really I mean you could probably go to a Premier League club and sign a left back you know uh, like Cresswell or something like that I don't know yeah maybe a Cresswell or you know the mentioned on the Anfield rap, the guy at Bournemouth, uh, Adam Smith. I mean, I don't know that much about him, but just just a, a, a sort of young a young left back who could, you know, who you could sell it to. You know, you can develop them, and and you know, he's only covered at the end of the day. Thanks, uh, Lewis. Saying that's a good one. He'll cost you about half a million quid. Go for that then. But uh, yeah, and then and then you know if. If Fakir's knocking about at what what was it you said? Thirteen and a half million. I heard I saw today thirteen and a half million pounds. Because his contract's up in a year, which is like if you think what do we sign security for? Was it about that? About thirteen point nine or something? Yeah. No, I think it was fourteen or so. Yeah, yeah 13. something around that. So you're essentially doing the what same thing, which yeah. I think you're right. I think that's a no brainer. I think it's an absolute no-brainer. So you go and do that. And then you're looking at the front three. And you, know, you talk, I don't know. I don't know much about Pepe, to be honest with you. Um, I know his numbers. I've looked at them since the links have come up. And um, I know, you know, that uh, he's he's taken a lot of penalties, but he, he wins a lot of penalties. I, I worry about that a little bit in 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 England. Will he win those penalties? Because you know refs love not to give penalties um, here, especially for Liverpool players. Especially we'll have VAR from next player. season, though, Neil. That is true, actually. So. That does change the, the the change the ball game. Actually, um, and I don't think I don't think I've actually factored that in to my thinking yet at all. Although quite happy it's it's here. But yes, maybe somebody like him, he seems to fit the profile. Who I would like, I'd like Zayic or Zayic or however you pronounce it, Hakim Zayic. I think he'd be he'd be class. I know he's heavily linked to Bayern at the moment, but 25 million release clause, I think it's also a no-brainer. You have to, you have to be in that conversation. So yeah, I'd be looking at that. And, you know, if you can... If you can supplement here and there, then, then perhaps. But I think they're the main ones. I think I would definitely sign a centre-back and I think Delict is is the one that you go for. Why not? I think you you um you were definitely after sort of attacking midfielder, a link player, and someone who can chip in with with goals, numbers in that position, assists and goals. Uh, obviously, Naby Kaidas gonna have more of an impact next season. Obviously, Oxley Chamberlain's coming back, but we don't really know. You know, is he going to be as good? Is he going to still be explosive? Probably, but you never know how long he's going to be fit for and, and so on. So I think we're, we are looking for someone in there, especially if Shakiri goes. And then I think you, you go and get a striker, a uh, striker, a forward who can, who can play across. And Zayed can do that. He scores goals. He's been great in the Champions League. He's not expensive. He's probably not going to be on massive wages at Ajax, and, and not going to be looking for huge wages if it's if it's Bayern Munich who are interested, because they're they're not the club to go to necessarily for money. 
So, yeah, I'd like that. Dave? Oh, well, give me your... We need a goalkeeper. Um, and I trust whoever... I trust the club to find that goalkeeper. I have no clue uh, who's willing to sit... definitely gone. What? Is Mignolet definitely going, yeah? It, it seems to be. that There's a lot of talk about uh, a backup goalkeeper. So if Mignolet goes, we need a goalkeeper. Well, the only name I've heard is that boy from Cardiff, Etheridge, that fucking Filipino fellow. Filipino, yeah. Uh, um, I actually I've watched heard. Stevie Nichol the other night, Dave, uh, talking about him and, and the more that Nichol talked about him and, and where he is in his career and blah, 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 it, it kind of makes sense um, that, that that he could be the, the one that they go for. Um, I, I, look, I'm, I'm on the lit train as well. Um, I, I would really like him, but only at uh, you know, 20 grand less than what we're paying Van Dyke. And and that and that's that I think is is the stumbling block, and it's whether we can get that or not. You can never have enough good players, um, and you know bring more as as far as I'm concerned. Especially we, we talked about we don't know what our vulnerability would be if Van Dyke were to were to have fingers crossed touch wood he'll never have one uh, for us, but a serious injury. Uh, the midfield I, I would go for Kier, but I would also I wouldn't mind Van der Beek. I think he's brilliant. I think he's very you know he he. He's not one of the ones of that Ajax squad that gets the the, the the plaudits the same, but I think he's a super player and the kind of player who would come in and wouldn't mind sitting on the bench for a, a while, you know, learning. The, it's not that there's much to learn because they play very close to what we play. Um, so, you know, I would take him. Um, as for the front, I'm not. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm at a loss. I, I've. I've not watched Nicholas Pepe, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but what I'm reading is that it's, it all seems to be right-sided and it's not the ideal of what, what I want. Uh, you know, it needs to be someone who can step in if any of our front three need a rest, need a week off. Um, you, you know, so I'm not so sure uh, as to who that is. The Bruno Fernandes one, again, a player I've seen a couple of times wouldn't claim that, that I know a great deal about him, but looks a player. Um, I, I might be interested in that. But I, d- I don't think we need that much, but... Those are the names. Obviously, Christian Eriksen, who I have a very, very soft spot for, but it's just not happening. I, I, I can't see Eriksen either, to be honest. I can't see him either. I, I'm not with you on delete. I'm just not. And for all the aforementioned reasons, I, 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 honestly, who are you signing then? Who are you signing? I, I don't. I don't. I honestly can't be bothered doing anything at centre half if we don't have to. Fair enough. So. Where are you where are you spending the money? Who are you, who are you bringing in? So I potentially think. you've got Lovren going out. Remember Wolves in the cup will play the seven. If Lovren, if this Lovren, is what scares if, me. Okay, if Lovren goes out, then maybe we bring somebody in. But honestly, if you're asking me, I think Joe Gomez is every good as, if not better than Delete. Now I haven't seen loads of Delete, but I think that the our, difference is injuries, Dave. Um, that, that, uh, that's true, and someone and, and, and that's, no, that's no slight on Gomez because Gomez is a super player, but he's, but he's yet to prove to us. He, you know, look, Stevie Gerrard used to have growing pains and used to, you know, miss games at the same age. Um, it, it happens with players. We haven't had a sustained period of Joe Gomez to, to pin his colours to the mast and say, yeah, you know, we're going to fucking back you. And I think that's what makes the fans nervous. I, I agree, and I'm nervous about that too. I, 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 but this is the thing that I mentioned the other day. Um, was I remember I remember this exact same thing happening with Gerard, and I think Gomez on the form he showed at the start of last season, and I think we forget how fucking incredible he was. Like he's up, like he's 
he's world class in the making. And with not Virgil too far van Dijk on his side, I agree. I would like to see without to make an to make a, an educated opinion on it. Yeah, maybe so. But the the benefit he'll get the benefit he'll get from playing with Van Dijk. I just want three of them. I, 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 Chief, I get what you're saying. I just think the benefit Gomez, if Gomez can stay fit and do a season pretty much uninterrupted, the benefit that he gets long term playing a full season alongside Van Dyke is unquantifiable. And I'm not paying £70 million for a centre half and however much money a week for him to sit on the bench in case Van Dyke gets an ACL. So um, that's the point. They will not be sitting on the bench because you're playing in so many, so many games. Essentially, next season, I, like, I, I, I think those two almost unprecedented number of games in the in the modern game because you've got the, the two extra cups as well. And if you're looking to go deep in the in the domestic cups, we didn't we didn't go around in the, in either of them last time. I don't think so. You're potentially adding an extra nine. But but I think the experience of this season of, of those cup competitions now comes into play in as much as, you know, they went out early in both cup competitions and it closed the door for those players to have game time for a lot of them. So, you know, if you'll know coming into Liverpool now, you'll need to be performing in those games to get through the rounds to, to make sure you're getting your games. Exactly. I just, because of the different yeah, I just I just think ideally for me, ideally for me, Gomez and Van Dijk, no matter how many games, they play 75, 80% of the games together. Yeah. Ideally. Injuries and, injuries permitting though again. I just think you need a third. And I don't and, and of course Matty was actually like by, by a third, do you mean a fourth? Yeah. But I mean, a, a I mean, Dejan out and and the, the lit in makes absolute makes sense. sense if you can financially make it viable. I I don't I I don't think it does. If you can if you can get the wages right, I I think it's one you do. I can I, I understand the the concerns as well. Do you stunt Gomez? I don't don't necessarily think you do. I just think you're you're saying look, there's a, you're there's giving a them competition, Neil, which which could be a good thing. Competition, it should just spur you on. And delict it should spur you on. You're not just coming in here to fucking come straight in. You know, you you prove yourself. You know, and and everybody does. So in a perfect world, yeah, you know, it's probably not going to happen. He's probably going to go to PSG and they're going to pay him four hundred grand a week or whatever. You know, so yeah. So I, I don't I I don't I don't bother if it's me. But so it's just who me are you? And what the fuck do I know? So I I want I want. Well, I, I think we need something at left back. Whatever that is, I'm, I'm not loads bothered because I don't think they'll play lots of games either. But someone fucking better than Albi Moreno. Um, and I I would agree with you. If the Kier's knocking around for 15 million, I think it's a no-brainer. Dave, 100% with you on Van der Beek, I think could be absolutely perfect because I think he could play in that midfield role. And I think he can... I think he's the closest thing I've seen to what Firmino does, certainly with the ball and as, you know, when when we're in possession, is moving them between the lines is brilliant, as link-up play. He gets on the end of things in the box and I think he can do two jobs there. He's, the, then, unsung, he's the unsung hero of that, in, in my opinion, from what I saw of Ajax, and I saw a lot of them this season. He, you know, De Jong is a superb player, but he, because of De Jong and De Litt, 
he's and and you know to be, to be honest with quite a few of the others he, he didn't get the the billboarding that he should have if he'd been anywhere else he'd have been he'd have been lauded as a star i can guarantee you well he bears loads of resemblance to Firmino for me because he it doesn't really look like any sort of type of footballer he's not particularly quick he doesn't look like he's wonderfully skillful um Technically, maybe, you know, sometimes he looks brilliant and other times you're not quite sure. But he just seems right. to have that that brain and that that touch and when, you know, that sense of always, make, always making the right decision. And a pressing always. machine, an absolute pressing machine. And yeah, you know, so I, I think that and then. I, I don't, I have, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't even looked at a fucking YouTube clip of Nicholas Pepe. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. But I'm, I'm, I'm merely regurgitating things that I've read and heard. But he's, he's quick. He's the right profile. He's, he's, he's quick. He's strong. He's athletic. He's, he's 24. Um, he's the, the best numbers behind Mbappe in in Liga in last year, by all accounts, he is he was the best player in Liga in last year behind behind Mbappe, and that's considered and that's ahead of all the other PSG players, um, and the Lyon players, and it just from a profile a player profile perspective based on the type of players that we have in signing, it just fits perfectly, you know, so. If if we replicate what we did with Salah and Mane and Fabinho and Oxley Chamberlain and Robertson etc 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 etc, then I'm I'm all for it, man. Um, so I'll be greedy and ask for those those four, I suppose. But yeah, we're, we're just we're just in really 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 good shape, and and I I can't. If if we continue this strike rate on players and we go and sign another another three or four, then Jesus fucking Christ, guys, honestly. Like, you know, Neil, I, I, I one for you. Like, we started doing these pods, what, four or five years ago. Did you ever think would it would, would arrive here? We always wanted it, but here we are. You know, Dave, you came on a bit later with it. But, like, like Neil and I used to do pods, and we're fucking tearing our hair out. Transfer window. <laughs> do, you, do you remember the one we did when we thought whatever Van Dijk was going to sign? The transfer show. Jesus Christ, talk about the deflation. Uh, absolutely, you know, and uh, and we've gone through it, and and here we are in a position where we're going now. Wouldn't take him now. Wouldn't take. It's it's just it's, it's Wonderland, and it's not. We're not talking about you know spend hundreds and hundreds of millions and you know six hundred million on a transfer window. We're doing it the right way. Everything. It, it's something to be proud of. It's something to you know puff your chest out at. You, you know we're doing. Liverpool are back, and they've done it the right way. It's just immense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems seems a seemed a long way away at that stage, like didn't it? But remember our but, Firmino podcast, and we didn't know what we didn't know what, where he was going to play, and you said, "Oh, don't fancy him as a false nine." Go, <laughs> he's not a ten. Like because it was Rogers. Rogers played him on played him on the left. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he when he you know had his breakthrough, he was sort of playing as the second striker or whatever. But you know, Klopp, I think Rogers played him. Rogers played him right wing back one game. Hey, Rogers didn't have a clue what to do with him. Sure, he played everybody right wing back at once. Yeah, <laughs> Sterling, sure. Um, yeah, I think I think Markovic even had a go there, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he famously, did. <laughs> he's Rogers is fucking right wing backs, honestly. Like, but yeah, we we were miles off then, so we had a, a board 
or you know, a transfer committee and a and a manager who were buying separate players for the same positions, you know, almost. And then the manager's trying to work in players that he doesn't want and doesn't know what to do with and whatever. So we've come a long way. But ever since Club came in, we've been going permanently in the right direction and absolutely in the right direction. And we're seeing the fruits of it. And it, you're, you're right, we have done it the right way. It's been gradual. It's been sustained. And now we are hopefully sort of going to ride the crest of a wave for a little bit. Um, mentioned earlier, we could well be favourites for the league next season, certainly joint favourites. And you'd, you'd fancy, fancy this team if it added the right names, which it has been doing, to, to really go on and, and make a statement, really, and to just be around, you know, at the very top for the next five, six, seven, eight, however many years. You know, back a period, not of, not of dominance, because I don't think you're really going to have that dominance again, although, you know, it would be nice, of course, but a period where, you know, Liverpool are, are the best team in England and in Europe, and it's it's pretty much undisputed. So yeah, you can love to hit us, but that's where we're, we want to be, and and that looks like where we're going. So it's all positive. I, Chief, I I I think the the rest of the teams are so far off, and when Guardiola leaves, which I fairly sure will be after next season, I think they struggle to replace him, and. I just think from that point on, you could see three, four years where we're we're miles ahead of anybody else because of the work they need. And let's be honest, it's three, four, five years a lot of those clubs need, maybe Spurs aside. Yeah, but I think, I absolutely think that, uh, I, I agree with that actually, but there are a couple of things. One thing is that you know, you've got to wait then at least till the end of next season and then you know, then then go from there. And a lot can can happen in a season, of course. You know, teams can be, clubs can be bought by billionaires and and whatever. But but I would I would agree with that. But I would I would think there's something in Klopp that definitely wants to win the league with Liverpool while City are managed by Guardiola. Do you think Guardiola's main concern for the season coming is the Champions League? Much more than the league, because it's bound to be. It's almost bound to be his last season at City, isn't it? It's become his unicorn, hasn't it? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he, he. You know, to even to prove himself, I think. You know, in some people's minds, anyway. Obviously, he's a great manager. The way he wins leagues, the way he prepares teams, and so on, so on. There's no doubt about it. the way he's changed football. You know, or, or evolved it at least. The point is, he hasn't won a Champions League at any other club. He, he just hasn't. I don't think he's even been to a final since he was at Barcelona. Potentially, no, I don't think he has. I mean, he used to get knocked out at Bayern in the semis. No, he hasn't. No, semi, semi, semis. He hasn't been to a final with with Bayern or City. No. To a final. Um, And that's, you know, that's got to hurt because, you know, people talking about Klopp had been to so many finals and hadn't won and whatever, and Klopp didn't care and so on. But I'm sure there was a little bit pissing him off. And there must be a little bit of it pissing, you know, Guardiola. I think Klopp's comments in the press conference, Neil, about, you know, every summer I go away with a silver medal, you know, I feel for my family. I think that was maybe the release of that. Exactly. That frustration. Exactly. Now I've got the gold one. Yeah, exactly. Or they've got the gold one. And um, Guardiola's got to be the same. He's got to want to basically 
get that Champions League. And if you were to get it with City, because they've never been there and never been close to it, it would almost be the perfect one for him to go, look, I am good enough to win the Champions League. And not only that, I'm good enough to win it with a team that everyone said would never, no matter how much money they had, win the Champions League. And, you know, that's that's got to be the thing they're after. I mean, we know that's what the, the owners are after. And for Guardiola, I'm sure it's a thing. And obviously, Klopp will want to win the league. And for Liverpool, that's a thing. And now we've won the Champions League. For the, so for the players, I think they'll probably want to win the league more than they'll want to retain the Champions League, to be honest. If I'm you know not so I'm sure anymore, Neil, but you know, you, you listen to like Salah and Manny and what that champions, you know, the champions, they, for, for international players, I understand, you know, with the English they players. Want, they want them both. They want it all. They want all of it. They want them all, as David yeah. said. They want to win the Premier League now. So, the, but what, what I'm saying, I, whilst they want to win the league, I don't think the desire to win the Champions League is any less. It's not a case of, oh, we'll win the league this season, we'll not concentrate on the Champions League. I think Agreed. We're, we're committed Agreed to with that. They'll want to win the both. When I say, when I, yeah, when I say I want, when I say I think they want them all, I don't mean they want to win them all in various different seasons. They want everything okay. next year. They want everything that's available. European Super Cup, World Club Championships, Charity Seed, they want the fucking whole lot. They want to win the fucking lot. Well, the, to be honest with you, like the charity shield's a lot of nonsense. But for us this season, considering who's against, it's, it's a marker you. to set. But it's a marker being set down from day one if we can win it. See, can I? Can I just? I, I'm. I'm gonna. I don't. I think the charity shield means more now than it did before. And the reason I say that is, is because the charity shield in England was always kind of like it's a bit of a. It's a bit of a showpiece type of non-event type thing, but. Those trophies in Spain, Germany, Italy, particularly, they mean loads. You know, they, they're yeah, they're not they're given the name of a super cup day. If we're given a charity shield, or I know that, but what I mean is, you, you know, they're for different they're for different purposes and always have been. While, while, under- while the sentiment I, of it is wonderful, it lacks the football tribalism. Maybe that's the best way of describing it. And I think I think I think among supporters you're right, but players coming from those other other leagues and other cultures will look at that and they'll go, "Well, that's the trophy between the that's the trophy between the uh, the league winners and 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 the the cup winners or whatever it might be, first and second in the league as it is this year." So that that's important, and that's the way they'll view that because that's the way they viewed football when they were younger. You can't change that. Yeah. yeah, but there used to be a, there used to be a sentiment, you know, as you rightly said, it doesn't really matter. It's not a barometer for anything. But you know, especially given the way the season ended, um, and that one point, that one point, like those boys, like you know, with the Champions League to take a sting out of it. But that was it was a hard one to take for us. Imagine for them. But that'll add loads of spice to that fixture. And to be honest, that for me, that's a marker for the season. You know, it's the first game of the season. That's a marker for the season, and you really want to be going into that to win it. This season, especially, Dave, I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you, 100%. But listen, we've waffled and waffled here. We've gone on nearly two hours. I'm going to have to break this in two, so I'm I'm going to bring it to an end because I think it's about two in the morning where Neil is. So uh, I'll say uh, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, and any, of course, any transfers that do happen, when they happen, uh, we'll get, get a bit of a reaction to it. I think, Dave, you're away for a couple of weeks, so um, we'll, we'll maybe get something sorted in your absence if something comes along, or maybe we're, we're going to have to wait maybe into, into July before we get any movement. But anyhow, listen, guys, thank you as always for your time. 
Um, pleasure talking to you as always. And thank you to the listener for listening. And until the next time, goodbye from us. <laughs>